because of the same thing that's happening right here. Everywhere else in the country, the women conferences are sold out except when they bring them to Florida. So they stop bringing them here. And uh, they, they now bring them in Orlando and Jacksonville and around the place. But well, Florida, I mean, South Florida, I mean. In South Florida, they don't bring them around because you guys are not registering for conferences. I don't understand why you don't understand the importance of going to these conferences. This is make a difference. It changes your life. You get some information. You get renewed and revived. So not one of you should not be able to sign up for something like this that is right here. It starts next Friday and next Saturday. I want to suggest to you, you sign up after this. Because you are getting it really for free. When they have these conferences, I used to go to the conference. I've been to a women's conference, by the way. Because we took 50 women one time to Orlando. And every pastor that took 50 women was allowed to come to the women's conference. Okay? I went to a women's conference. There were 10,000 women there in Orlando. Fill the arena. They do Daytona. Daytona. Fill the place. You know what? They don't bring them anymore. Because the ladies are not registering. And they're taking them to other parts of the country. We got a problem somewhere. And I don't know what it is. But let's not be the one in this church to do that. Let's make the difference. So every young person, $20, you should have signed up a long time ago. And adults, 35, when you had a chance, even the 45 doesn't cut it. So I want to suggest to you, let's make a difference in this church. And let's change it. I brought, the conference that I brought in the leadership conference is the number one world-known leadership conference in the world. And I brought it here to live in world. We bring you things that you don't even have an idea how important those things are. You have no idea. You know I travel the world and I can tell you, the things that we bring you here, a lot of people don't have it or get access to it. And we are bringing you a conference, a women's conference. You need to sign up. If you mean business, you need to make the time. I'm telling you, you need to take the time. I don't care. They're not even asking you to take a day off. It starts Friday evening. And then Saturday. When they have the other conferences, the women have to take Thursday off and Friday off. And they do in other places. We are behind the ball. And sometimes you need to come out of your little bubble and know where you are and recognize we are, we, we are not where we're supposed to be. And others are moving ahead of us. And so I want to explain to you where we are. You need to sign up. And if you haven't signed up, you need to. You need this. And husbands, get your wife to sign up. And young people, get your young people to sign up. Your young ladies to sign up. It's important. I'm taking the time because I think it's my job. My job is to equip you to do the work of ministry. And when I see a conference coming that's going to help you to be better, I can't neglect my responsibility as a leader to not tell you where things are going. Because sometimes you don't have an idea where things are. But I'm out there in the field around the world, and I can tell you where we are, you should have all signed up for this. And don't miss it. Because you all, we all need it. When I, and we brought the leadership conference, and I had people from Georgia that came down to that conference. 
And, and there are people signed up for 2018 for the leadership conference already. And some of you already missed the early bird sign up. But you have a chance to still sign up for the leadership conference. That's coming August 2018. People signed up from this year. Right after that conference, people signed up for that uh, next conference. That's how good that conference is. And um, we're bringing you some good stuff. Maybe you don't know. I want you to know that they're good stuff. Because when I compare them with other stuff, we don't bring you anything that's not good. So uh, I've, I've taken a long time to, to explain that. So I think that's enough for me right now to be able to say that. We also want to, we're also having the adopt a school. We have adopted a school, Fairway Elementary. And uh, we're asking you to bring uh, bags of stuffing and gravy and cans of Canberry, large boxes of cereal, bags of rice and cans of fruit. And remember, we need those by this Tuesday because we are going to have to drop them off at Fairway. And so we're asking you to bring as many as you can. We want to help them. They said they've never made their goal before. Well, this year, with our church involved, I want us to make, have them make their goal. So I'm just reminding you, by Tuesday, please bring in those cans. It's on your program. You know all the details on there, right there. Just pick up a few. And everybody, if everybody pitch together, they'll make their goal. Our leadership meeting is this evening uh, at 6 p.m. We have a special guest speaker coming to our leadership meeting. That's going to be um, somebody very special that's going to educate us about something regarding leadership, which we need to know, and some things that we're bringing in some special guest. So you don't want to miss that. It's a professor. And uh, uh, so you're going to be, you're, we're going to have a good time just learning some new principles, which we need as leaders. So sit, start at 6. Uh, she's going to be here, and she's going to start right at 6. So please be on time for that leadership meeting. Our family captain and assistance meeting is Sunday, November the 12th at 6.30. Please bear that in mind. All family captains and assistants, mark that in your calendar. We want to have a very special meeting together right here. It's going to be in the, we'll meet over the original sanctuary on that evening. All right, Sister Francis already talked about, but I want to just reiterate or thank you for all that you did for Pastor's Appreciation. We thank you all for your kind words and cards and gifts and all that you did and the prayers and everything. We appreciate that so much. And uh, we just want to continue to ask God's blessing on you. Now, I want to take time out to recognize our first-time guests. If there's anybody here for the very first time, just raise your hand so we can recognize you. Anybody for the first time? Any first time over there? Let's give her a big welcome. Let's welcome her. Glad to have you with us this morning. And uh, you're going to get a packet, a welcome packet. If you open that packet, you'll find a, what we call a connection card. It's the best time to open that card, that packet, and fill out that card right now. Because you get an opportunity to drop it in the offering bucket when it passes by later this morning. We'll talk to you. <clears throat> excuse me. We'll give you some instructions a little bit later how you can be refreshed. We want to welcome you. Somebody around behind her, can you welcome that person for me? And those who, who invited her, will you please stand? We want to recognize the person who invited her. Anyone? Stand up. Let's give her a hand. Amen. Thank you. Blessings on you. Amen. Praise God. And then also, anybody for the second or third time today, just wave at me. Anybody for the second or third time? Any second or third timer? All right, none, not today. All right, well, welcome everyone. Glad that you're here. Why don't you turn around and just greet somebody behind you or in front of you or somewhere. It's just good to see you this morning. Amen? 
All right. Well, the, uh, the ushers are going to get ready to receive the morning's tithes and offering as we give back to God. Of his own, do we give him? We own nothing. We all know that. We are merely stewards of what God has blessed us with. And uh, we have the privilege of giving back to him of his own. So as the ushers get ready, uh, we want you to uh, give as God has blessed you to bring the tithes and the offering to the storehouse. You know, one of the things that I always have to check is to make sure that I'm current with my tithing. Because when something goes wrong, I want to know that I'm current. That is, my house is not leaking because I didn't pay my tithes. You know, I, I want to make sure. <laughs> so I sort of check that when anything is happening. My car isn't giving me trouble because I'm not paying my tithes. I, I, I want to make sure because, you know, the Bible says, not me, the Bible says, if we rob God, a curse comes on you. And so I want to just make sure all the time, I want to say, Lord, I, I, I followed up, I made my tithes. So if this is happening, you're testing me some other way. It's not the curse coming up on me. And, uh, and so uh, we always want to teach you what is right. We want to teach you what is biblical. We want to teach you, we're not teaching you anything that's not in the word. You know me, if, if you ask me something and it's not in the word, I'm going to tell you that answer is not there. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know because it's not in the Word. But if it's in the Word, we're going to tell you about it. Because you can't go wrong when you follow what God's Word says. You know, I don't know about you, but I want to tell you a little bit about my devotional time that I had this past week. And I've been, I've been in the book of Isaiah. And God's been pronouncing judgment against all these nations. And as I sat and thought about it, what He's going to do, how He's going to dry up things for them, how he's going to stir up enemies against them. And you know what it says? And then it says, because you turned your back on me. Let me tell you, we are no match for God. And if you don't have a holy fear of God, go read his word. And you will get a holy fear of God. Because he's in absolute control of everything. Everything that's happening in your life. And my life does not happen by accident. It has to pass through God's hands first. If he's allowing it, there's a reason. He's either trying to teach us something. Test us. Teaching us, testing us, strengthening us, building muscles, spiritual muscles in us. But it's never without a cause. But one thing I try to eliminate is the curse related to this. I don't have to worry about that part. Then I can focus on trying to walk right otherwise. Take care of this and let everything else so you don't have to worry about what's causing this. So you don't have to worry about a curse. Because if God curses you, nobody can help you. 
Nobody can. So I want to tell you, let's do what is right. Amen? Let's walk in a way that is pleasing to Him. Because He is sovereign. And He's in control of everything. Let's pray. Father God, I'm in awe of you. When I read your word and understand who you are, I have a holy fear. I recognize that you're sovereign. And fighting against you or your word is no way to go. Walking in obedience is the answer, God. So Lord, help us as a people to walk in obedience. Help us, God. Help me. Help us all as a church. That we may walk in obedience to your word in every way. Beginning today, even with the tithes and offerings. You said, bring all the tithes and offerings to the storehouse. And you said, prove me now herewith. We know that you keep your part of the bargain. We just need to keep ours. Bless your people. Open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that they won't have room to contain it. As they walk in obedience now. In Jesus' name. Amen. like to be one of those qualifying for a home with Habitat for Humanity, there's some flyers on the outside on a welcome table. Um, you'll be able to pick up one of these and it'll tell you how to apply or if you know someone who needs to apply for a home with Habitat for Humanity. We've sponsored some house before. We've actually 
funded money to build those houses. We've also had many from our congregation who have gone and contributed sweat hours in order to be help others to be able to own their home. So here's an opportunity. If you know someone, please take one of those flyers before you leave this morning. It is my pleasure this morning to have with us uh, our brother. He's been with us before. This is his second visit with us. And uh, we enjoyed him the last time he was with us. We first learned about him there from a, another pastor in Jamaica. And he's an evangelist and uh, he's doing a great job there in Jamaica as well as other places that he's traveled. And so we want to put your hands together and welcome this morning to the pulpit, Reverend Clayton Roberts. Let's give him a big hand as we welcome him back to Living Word Open Bible. Come on, brother. Good to have you back with us. God bless. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It is a great pleasure and honor to be here with you another time and to declare God's word in your hearing. Could we lift up holy hands and just give Jesus a praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give honor to God's choice servants, Pastor Francis, Sister Francis. Lord bless you and keep you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I greet you in Jesus' mighty name. Would you just give your neighbor a good high five and say, take greetings, take greetings, take greetings, take greetings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up a praise in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. For you are the ancient of days and there is none like you. None like unto to you, none to be compared to you. From everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. And we worship you, we honor you, we lift you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. If you would stand with me for a minute for the reading of God's word. My assignment is in the book of Numbers, chapter 17. Reading from verse 1 to verse 8. Book of Numbers, chapter 17, verse 1 unto verse 8. I'm reading from the King James Version. Follow with me while I read. Verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take every one of them a rod, according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes, according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name upon his rod. And thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. For one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. And thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of witness before the testimony where I will meet with you. And it shall come to pass that the man's rod, whom I shall choose, shall blossom. And I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod apiece. For each prince one, according to their father's houses, every twelve, even twelve rods. 
and the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. Verse 8. And it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, brought forth buds, and bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. The word of the Lord, somebody say, would you pause with me and pray together as we sing. I need the old, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to, to Thee. Just one more time. I need the old. I need Thee. And every hour I need Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to, I come to Thee. Somebody say amen. Before you take your seats, I want you to. Declare with me what the Lord has laid on my heart for this house. And I want you to put your hands on your chest and just say these words with me. I am chosen. One more time, I am chosen. Now just be a witness and tell about three persons beside, behind, in front of you. I am chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated. In the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I am chosen. The Lord wants somebody to be reminded today that I am chosen. We, the New Testament believers, stand on the shoulders of the Jewish people and we declare, like Peter, that we are a royal priest with a holy nation, a chosen people. We who were not a people are now the people of Almighty God. We are in the book of Numbers. Numbers is that book that in chapter 1 and verse, in chapter 1 and in chapter 27, 26, records this and, uh, the numberings or the censusing of the nation of Israel. But it also records that though they were a chosen people, at every opportune time, this chosen people, instead of celebrating God and praising him, at every turn they found a way to complain. For God delivered them out of Egypt. And you remember when they reached the Red Sea, they began to complain that God, you have brought us out here to kill us. God said, no, come on Moses, what is in thy hand? Shed forth his hand, the sea became as wall. They went over to the other side and they celebrated God and praised him until they got thirsty. When they got thirsty and they found water and the water was bitter, they said, Lord, you carry out if you kill with bitters. 
God just threw down some divine syrup in the people and water and mixed a bit of water and the water became sweet. Would you tell somebody beside you, God can turn your bitter into better? Yes, yes, yes. Did you tell somebody? Yes, God can turn your bitter better. And they praised God for sweet water until they got hungry. Yeah. And they complained again, but God opened up a bakery up in heaven and God sent them manna. He sent them bread, bread pan Sunday, bread pan Monday, bread pan Tuesday, bread pan Wednesday, bread pan Thursday, bread on Friday two times. Cause we not pick up no bread pan Saturday. Praise the name of the Lord. Would you tell somebody, tell them bread I come, bread I come, bread I come, bread I come, bread manna is coming bread is on the way praise the name of the lord when they would not complain about drink or about what to eat they complain about leadership for you would recall in numbers chapter 16 leading up to our main chapter that Korah, nathan and abiram rose up with 250 men strong to come up against the priesthood and they came up against Moses and against aaron and the priesthood so you think say are you one god called to be leader god called me to and they came up against them but understand that when you come up against leadership leadership don't have to fight for themselves for God will always fight for leaders touch not the Lord's anointed nor do his prophets no harm and God caused an earthquake to open the earth and Korah, Nathan, Abiram and all those who were with him were swallowed up and fire came from heaven and burned them up somebody said burned them up praise God hallelujah and so here we are in numbers chapter 17 when God wanted to prove to them who he had chosen and the murmuring would cease from before them uh, for those who are taking notes I want you to write down that God he chose me on purpose somebody need to remember that God had chosen me on purpose I'm chosen on purpose before you were in your mother's womb God says I knew you I ordained you and I sanctified you for such a time as this you are not here by mistake or by accident you are chosen by God on purpose hallelujah somebody praise God I'm chosen on purpose some people don't get excited about that but the reason I get excited is when I consider who chose me Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I consider who chose me, because you are not chosen on an earthly level, you are chosen on divine auspices. Hallelujah. The one who chose you is is, is the one in whom there is no variableness there is no shadow of turning he is the one who chose you the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last Yahweh he is the one who chose you hallelujah give somebody high five say I'm chosen by almighty God you are not chosen by a committee by a board by a denomination somebody may have laid hands on you and appointed you but they they were not the one who anointed you and who called you you are chosen by God hallelujah but I get even more excited not just about who chose me but about who chose me <laughs> boy there's somebody who chose me me you see there are some persons who are 
who are qualified that the Lord chose you, but some are we. Some of us in the house of the Lord, when you think about who you were before you know that God chose you, come on, a man. You recognize that you sometimes you, you might be saying, God, you may, did you made a, make a mistake? You sure see me? Talk to me, no man. You sure see me? Because let me tell you, if you would go to Jamaica, and if you would go to Manchester, you go to New Green, and you ask anybody in New Green about Razor and Razor Boy. Razor is my father. Razor Boy is me. And if you ask anybody about Razor Boy, if Razor Boy would be preaching the gospel now, they would laugh you to scorn. Because Razor Boy, they call him Razor because he's sharp. Razor Boy was an alcoholic. Razor Boy was a gallus. Sorry. <laughs> Razor Boy would have more than one females in his life at the time. That's what, that's what, yes. Razor Boy used to do road hard. Anybody know what do road means? Do road means that you are, very, you are a vile sinner. That was Razor Boy. But look what the Lord has done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you in the house can say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all he has done for me, my, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God for choosing me. Thank God for saving me. Thank God for using me. If that is you in the house, give God a crazy praise, a halal praise. Hallelujah. In the house of God, he chose me. Let me back it up with some Bible. Do you remember when God was about to replace a would-be king who would not listen to him? He, he told Samuel the prophet, come on now Samuel, fill your horn with oil. Go down to the house of Jesse, for I have chosen one to replace the king who would not listen to me. And so Samuel went down to the house of Jesse. Jesse got wind, he was coming and told the boys, Come on, man, put on your Sunday dandan, put on your best because you're about to go on an interview. And when 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 Samuel came on the scene, uh, Jesse chose the best of the, the lot. He chose the firstborn Eliab, and Eliab stepped out and he step out clean you know him step out clean and things are going for Eliab and everybody thought that he was the one including this great prophet Samuel and prophet Samuel said oh yes this is the one but God said come here Samuel Samuel come here come here come here <laughs> because Samuel you are looking at the outward appearance but I am God and I look on the heart I look on the inward part hallelujah and so Samuel just says if Eliab is not the one it must be Abinadab if not Abinadab it must be Shammah and seven sons passed before Samuel and Samuel said e -e, but God said e -e. Hallelujah. By this time, Samuel must have thought, well, I came to the wrong house. But he made the mistake of asking Jesse. Then Jesse, you know, I'm not my boy, boy. Jesse said, oh, me, I want, me, I 
one less little one there, but I can't him. Talk to me, no man. For I did not even invite him to the party, to the interview. I can't him because he's now out of the outskirts taking care of my sheep. But I want you to understand that, that no one saw David qualified. But David was somewhere out taking care of sheep. And while he was out there, he was singing, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He was out there singing the Lord's my shepherd. I not want. He makes me down to lie. Because God will always choose a worshiper. God will always choose a praiser. Is there any worshipers in living word this morning? Hallelujah. For when others see a shepherd boy, God always sees a king. He chose. Somebody said me. Mm. I want you to say it like Yadi. Somebody like a man. Say it with me. He chose somebody like a man. Mm -hmm. He chose somebody like me. So he chose me on purpose. But he chose me not only on purpose. And I want you to remind you that he wrote the names. All the names were written on the rods. For he know my name. Long before mama gave me. He know my name. Some of you don't like the name that you got. And you want to do a deep hole to change your name. But before you change that name, God didn't know that name there. Long time. He knows us by name. The very hair upon our head. They are numbered. And he knows them by number. He chose me on purpose. But I'm also chosen to manifest power. Just elbow your neighbor and say, there's power in me. Not in my elbow, but there's power. There's power in me. There, there's power in me. But I want to just warn you right quickly. But though that we are chosen by God to manifest power, the one who is chosen for the Bible says they took all the rods and they placed it before the ark of the covenant of the Lord representing the presence of God and they laid it before the, 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 the ark and they went outside leaving the rods. The one who is chosen to manifest power must first have to prostrate before God for themselves. Somebody say amen. I love to pray for people. If I didn't, I would be in the wrong ministry. Love to pray for people. But you would agree with me that sometimes you, you come upon some persons and you, you ask them, how are you? And they say, la. <laughs> and they give you a number of stuff. Because God called you to pray, you lay hands and you pray fervently, sincerely, believe in God with them. They said them next week. How are you now, my brother, my sister? Lord. And because you know that God is teaching you patience and long suffering, you pray again. And this may happen about three to four times, but there comes a time when you ask me, I say, you say, God, pray for yourself. No? Well, well, maybe that's just, maybe that, maybe that's just me because, but, but, but everyone who is chosen have to first have to prostrate before God for themselves. You got to know God for yourself before God. I heard pastor talk about his time of devotion. Everyone should have that time where we lay before almighty God. Hallelujah. This is not about church. This is not about preaching. This is not about anybody else but you I've got to lay before you for myself 
humble myself in the presence of Almighty God. For me personally, when I lay before the Lord, it's always me, God, and, and the B-I-B-L-E. I love because when I go before the Lord, he has a way to speak to me. I'm going to have the Bible beside me when he talks to me. Somebody say amen. Every now and then, for those of us who can't remember stuff so well, we take a notepad so that when him talk to you, we can write some things down. Somebody say amen. Now, I, 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 I personally, I love to take my hard copy when I go before the Lord. You know, you have your Bible and your phone, your tablet and your I this and your I that. But I love the hard copy when I go before the Lord. Because sometimes you are reading and you are you're meditating and somebody Twitter you, Facebook you, Instagram you, IMO you, upon your device. And you want sometimes to pause just to see what message come in, you know, because your mind, you know. But nobody can WhatsApp me upon this. You can't Facebook me upon this neither. Come on, talk, hello. You talk to me, somebody here. The only person who can messenger me upon this is the Holy Ghost. And I even want to talk to me. Hallelujah, somebody. So just, just for me, I just, I just, I just want to hear from Almighty God. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bible with you, just stroke your Bible. I love my Bible. Yeah, I love my Bible. And I mean my Bible. There's no other Bible back. my Bible. Sometimes if I take up somebody else's Bible, I can't find what I want to find. Even though you know the books of the Bible. But you see, your Bible because it mark up, mark up and stuff. Praise God. You don't even have to search. Just, just roll through and you can see we're exactly looking for. It's on the right side on that. All right. You know what I'm talking about. I love my Bible. When it comes down to me and the Lord and spending time with the Lord, I treat it like when we, when, when, when we used to get love letter. Anybody? Talk to me. Someone we have the love letter right now under the mattress in... <clears throat> When you get love letter, you don't just roll up on the love letter any and anyhow. You have to put it down. Make it soak. <laughs> put it between one book or something because you don't want to crush up. <laughs> and then when you get home, you do all your chores and what you got to do and everything because you can't read the love letter with things on your mind. And when you get everything out of the way... Come on, man, you take a bath, fresh yourself, put on your couscous, roll up into your bed or under one mango tree. Talk to me here. And you roll out your love letter and you start read. Every now and then you chuckle. <laughs> Every now and then you make a whoa. You know what's going on there. Praise the Lord. And you read the whole of the five-page love letter. And when you're done, you sigh. When you finish, you... And guess what you do? You read it again. <laughs> That's the approach I take to the word of the Lord. I don't, you don't have to roll upon the word. So you got to do what you got to do. Because when it comes down to you and spending time. I do not want to be disrupted. I do not want to be uh, uh, distracted by anything. Amen. So when it is God's time. I just roll out him love letter. Greater love than no man than this. Than a man to lay down his life for his friends. And he begins to speak to us. For those who are chosen. Must spend that quality time for themselves prostrate before the presence of almighty God so I'm chosen to manifest power but I got to prostrate and the Bible says not only did they lay, lay it before the ark of the Lord the presence of God but they went out and they shut the door and they left them there in the night and in the dark 
for those who have chosen. We not only prostrate before the Lord, but we must persevere in the night seasons and the dark places. Because if you are chosen by God, it's not that if you're going to go through some night seasons or dark places. We will, we must go through some night. In fact, some of we are going through it right now. But I'm here to tell you that God says we must persevere in your night seasons and in your dark places. For the God that we serve is a God who specializes in night seasons and dark places. When you begin to read scripture, you don't have to read very far to know the kind of God that we serve in relation to night seasons and dark places. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Perfect heaven perfect earth, wonderful heaven, wonderful earth. But by the time you reach verse 2, hello? Now the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Isn't it like the verse 1 of our lives? We make wonderful plans for our children, for our spouses, for our businesses. But by the time it comes to the second half, second verse of our lives, darkness takes over. But God did not flinch. He did not have a nervous breakdown when darkness took over. For the last part of verse 2, something began to happen. For the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon the face of the deep. And the God who chose us stepped out in the darkness and said, Let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. And wherever light got to come from, light had to come to dispel the darkness. What do you do in your night nice season and your dark places? You do what God did. We speak in the midst of our darkness, in the midst of our night, in the name of Jesus. And the clear that no weapon that is formed against us shall be able to prosper somebody give God a praise in your midnight hallelujah we decree a word and it shall come hallelujah to God we speak we speak in the darkness we speak in the night season and the dark places hallelujah oh we speak like God spoke. But somebody might say, but that's a God. Tell me about one human being. Okay, I will. What about, do you remember when Brother Paul and Brother Silas went on the Macedonian call and they began to preach the gospel so much so that the Bible says there was a woman who had a, who have a spirit of divination, who kept walking behind them, and these men are men of God, and so on and so forth, and they began to lord of Paul and Silas, and the Bible says that Paul, they allowed it for a, re a season, they were, she was saying the, the right thing, but from a wrong spirit, but when righteous indignation, anybody know what that is? Your vexed and cross in your spirit. The Bible says Paul turned around to the girl and he rebuked that spirit of Python out of her. And she was delivered. But the, the, those who gained profits from her, them vexed. Because she used to tell them when to buy which latter and when or so on and so forth. When to make the business deal and to make some money. So them vexed, so they brought them out into the marketplace. And the Bible said, them beat them. Somebody said, them beat them. Them beat them. And I talk about just getting a, a slap on the wrist. Them beat them. Anybody get, ever get some good beating? 
I don't want to bring up any childhood memories and, and then kill your joy. But some of us got some good beaten. They got some good lickings. And the Bible says not only that, but they brought them down to the dungeon. Down into the prison. And they, 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 they clamped their hands and their feet. They, they bound them in the prison. Hallelujah. And they left them down into the dungeon. Locked up. Now when you're in a dungeon, it doesn't matter whether it's day or night. It's dark. But right there in the dungeon, I heard Paul say, wait a minute, Silas. I know we have been beaten. I know it is dark. But I feel a prayer in my belly. I feel a praise down in my inside. Hallelujah to God. And the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray and to sing praises unto Almighty God. Hallelujah. It was so loud. It was not them dainty praise that, that don't disturb anybody. You know what dainty praise is? You know, when, like when somebody just gets married, they give God dainty praise. When they come to church, they don't praise God with right hand. They praise God with left hand. <laughs> because it's not only praise, it is advertisement. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Sister girl, look at that, yeah. And so some persons have dainty praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some persons not... Some persons will not go through any night season and dark places. You praise God, dainty. But when you go through, you go through. Chat to me, somebody. When you're going through, you go through. We don't have no time to be dainty and look cute. Come on, somebody. I'm in a jail cell and I need to get out. I've got to give God crazy, radical praise in this prison cell. It was so loud that every other prisoner heard them. Hallelujah. There comes the time that you need to praise God. Let the hypocrites hear you. Come on, somebody. Let your enemies hear you. You got to praise God until they never know I'm coming out of this prison. I'm coming out of this jail cell and when they praise God in their midnight in their darkness God sent down an angel to cause an earthquake hallelujah and the foundation of the prison was shaken and every man's bands were loosed oh Jesus in your midnight in your dark season both are prayers Tell somebody, boss of prayers. Somebody said, boss of prayers. Come on, somebody. I'm not telling you that it is easy. But for yourself, I command my hands to praise the Lord. I command my mouth to praise the Lord. I command my hallelujahs to come up before God. Hallelujah. I bless your name. Somebody just give God a praise in advance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Would you touch the neighbor and say, neighbor, don't worry yourself. The man soon done preached, the man soon done preached, the man, the man soon done preached. I'm chosen on purpose. I'm chosen to manifest power. But I'm also chosen to produce and prosper. Somebody say produce and prosper. One more time, say produce and prosper. The Bible says that they left the rods overnight. But in the midnight of the rods life, something began to happen to one of the rods. Not all of them. For you can be in the same environment as somebody else. You can come to church. 
and somebody leaves the building saying, Lord, church boring today. Talk to me now. I don't know what they are going to church today, but I don't feel nothing. <laughs> While somebody else is saying, I feel like uh, uh, skipping uh, uh, and praying. <laughs> Hallelujah. For what he has done for me. Say, he has set my spirit. Say, I feel like. Uh -huh, and, oh, yes, and. For what he has done. Is there any kind of people like that? Hallelujah. Hear them. Hear them. Say, my soul doth magnify. Come on. Come on, radicals. Even, even there. Even in the grave. Even in the grave. He is Lord. Say, so even death could not hold him captive. Say, so even in the grave, He is Lord. Hold on, touch it, touch it, touch it. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Hallelujah. There are some persons in the house that you may be going through your nice season but you still got a song. Hallelujah. In your midnight, you still got a praise on the inside of your belly. Hallelujah. And because one rod persevered while every other rod couldn't feel anything, this one rod felt a revival happening down on the inside. Hallelujah to God. Something began to happen on the inside of this rod. This rod began to bud. This rod began to blossom. This rod began to bear fruit. Somebody said bud. Blossom. Bear fruit. Oh, that's a message in itself. Somebody said bud. Blossom. Bear fruit. No, I must remind those of us who are going through a midnight. That this happened without the, the, the aid of soil, with the aid of water, with the aid of sunlight, <laughs> hallelujah, with the aid of fertilizer. This was a bona fide miracle that took place in the midnight, in the night season. Is there anybody in the house who is in need of a bona fide miracle? You can't do it by yourself. We can't do it by ourselves. But if you persevere, hallelujah, in your midnight, God will send a miracle your way. Hallelujah. Why is it a miracle, preacher? I'm glad you asked. For this rod produced almonds. Uh, I said, God, why, why this fruit? Why this particular fruit? Because if you study the life of the almond tree, when it is winter and when it is summer and winter is about to come, hallelujah, the first tree that announces to every other tree that winter is over, it is the almond tree. Praise God, because it is the tree that begins to bud first. I want you to, I want you to announce to somebody who may be going through a night season, tell them that the season is about to change. Will somebody help me prophesy? Tell somebody in the house, your season 
season is about to change. Your winter is about to be over. And your summer is coming. For weeping may endure all night long. But somebody help me praise God I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost I say weeping may endure for your night but we decree and declare that your joy is coming for the joy of the Lord is your strength hallelujah you're gonna smile again you're gonna laugh again you're gonna skip again you're gonna dance again in the name of the Lord Jesus hallelujah mm -hmm. it's a miracle because it takes three months for the almond tree to, to go from budding to bearing fruit. Three months it takes. But God did what should have taken three months and he did it overnight. Some person can't wait three months for your miracle. The Lord bless you. You can't wait three months for your breakthrough and your healing. The Lord be with you. But some are we. Hey, some of us, we want an overnight miracle. We want a miracle now. Hallelujah. I wish I had somebody who would agree with me today. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare miracles in the house of Almighty God. Hallelujah. God, we declare a turnaround in 24 hours. In the name of Jesus, we declare our children shall turn around. Our spouses, that there be a turnaround. Our finances, let there be a turnaround. The health of our bodies, let there be a turnaround. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, send the anointing for miracles. Send the anointing for signs and wonders. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Produce. It started to bud. Which means something was on the inside. Getting ready to manifest itself. On the outside. Have you ever felt something on the inside of you? You don't, you, you, don't, you don't identify what it is. But you know that something is about to happen. You can feel it down on the inside of you. You're about to bud. And it bud. It budded. But it also blossom. Somebody say blossom. You can't say blossom too loud. You have to say blossom. Because when something begins to blossom, it looks too nice for short. It smells too nice. Which is a blossom. No, I'm kind of a crazy preacher. Just do this with me while I say, just say, blossom. Blossom. If you understand, when you start blossom, things start going for you. Praise God. And when things start going for you, don't let anybody bad mouth you or bad mind you. Where were you when I was in my night season? Where were you when I was in my dark place? Come on, a man. Know that the Lord allowed me to leave me alone. Hallelujah to God. It's my time to blossom. Somebody shall blossom. No, you never hear me say, you say. If you got some people giving you trouble at work, trouble at home, don't, don't complain. Just go into there and just like this. Make them scratch their head. Oh, what wrong with her? Oh, what take her? You don't understand. Amen. I blossom, man. I blossom. Tell somebody, say, practice on your neighbor. Practice on your neighbor. Shh. 
Hallelujah to God. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. You have got a right to bless him. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I say you got a right to bless him for all the hell you have been through. God is giving you double for your trouble. Bless him. Don't be ashamed to bless him. Bless him. Don't be afraid to bless him. It's your time to bless him. You have endured all night. You have persevered. You did not give up. You have a right to bud. You have a right to bless him. But don't get caught up in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> because you look good. You smell good. You're doing well. But there must also be the bearing of fruit. For this one who was chosen was chosen to produce and prosper. When you look at this chosen vessel, you saw joy. You saw peace. You saw goodness. You saw meekness. You saw temperance. You saw faith. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Holy Spirit begin to emanate through the chosen vessel of Almighty God. For I am chosen to produce and prosper in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody said, be a fruit, be a fruit, be a fruit, be a fruit. I don't mean only at church. Be a fruit at home. Be a fruit at the workplace. Let them look at us. I said, there's something different about this one. Hallelujah. It is not the church that I go to. It is not the clothes that I wear. Hallelujah. But it is he who has chosen me in the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm chosen on purpose. I'm chosen to manifest power. And I am chosen to produce. And I'm chosen to prosper. No good thing will he withhold for them who walk uprightly. I'm chosen by almighty God. Hallelujah. Moses came in the morning, opened the door. And when he looked, the one whom God chose, bud, blossomed, bought forth fruit. He held it up before the people. And they had no objection, no. Nobody can say nothing. The evidence was there. This is the one. Whom God has chosen. Would you do me a favor? Look at your neighbor and tell them. You are chosen by God. You are chosen by God. What Moses did with the rod. After that. Blessed, blessed me because. He took the rod after he showed the people. Then he placed the rod. In the ark of the covenant of the Lord. For the one who is chosen. No longer live their life outside of the presence of God they now live their life always abiding in the presence of almighty God bow your heads with me everybody hallelujah glory be to God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah Jesus we praise you Jesus, we thank you for choosing us. We thank you, Lord God, for choosing us on purpose. Hallelujah. You look beyond our faults. You chose us anyway. Our mistakes, and you chose us 
anywhere. Our failures, but you chose us anyway. Hallelujah. Can somebody who is going through a midnight or nice season just lift your hands up with me? And any kind of worship that is in your belly, would you offer it through your mouth? And give God worship in the midnight, in the night season. Hallelujah. God, I'm still in pain in my body, but I choose to praise you. God, I'm still struggling with issues, but I choose in my midnight to lift up your name. Hallelujah. I bless you, Lord, at all times. Let your praise continually be in my mouth. For we sought the Lord and God, you have heard us. And you have delivered us from all our troubles. I pray for every chosen vessel in this house. That the anointing of the Holy Spirit will identify them this morning. As the oil in Samuel's horn and identify David. God Almighty, remind us. Refuel us. Refill us. Cause a budding. Cause a blossoming. Cause a bearing of fruit. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody who is chosen, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're in this house today and you might not be a Christian, but God chose you before all of us, before we became Christian. From the foundation of the earth, we have been chosen in Him. You might not be saved today, but as I invite Pastor to come, if you're not saved, you're still a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein where sinners plunge beneath the flow and lose all their guilty stains. Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Will you stand together with me? Something beautiful Something good All my confusion He understood All I had to offer Him Was broken
sing it, somebody may be going through that situation right now where you're broken and there is strife and there are broken pieces and you're in the darkness as a preacher just told us. But you saw what God did to that rod that was in the dark by itself alone by just there thinking in the midnight somewhere sometime in that dark season God caused it to bud to blossom and to bear fruit you know what Bible tells me it says it bore ripe fruit it's one thing for it to just bear fruit. But it takes time for green almond to get ripe. And God not only made it bear fruit, but fruit that was ready. Fruit that was ripe and ready. And so this morning, you may be thinking about your situation. God is able to take your circumstance what you're going through your situation and he's able to make something beautiful out of your life but you know many times God wants us to make that first move he wants us to make that move of step of faith where he said God I I am acknowledging that I need you I'm bringing to you my brokenness. I'm bringing to you my situation. Because I want you to make something beautiful of it. As we sing it, if you're like that, you can just slip out of the only altar. We'll pray for you before you go. You're one of those situations right now where you're doing that. And you're saying, God, I need, I need to make something beautiful of this situation. My circumstance of what I'm going through. It's not too late for God to do it. Overnight, bud, blossom, bear fruit. It's the same God that we're serving. It's the same God we're talking about. And he has the power to do the same for you today. Are you ready? This is your moment. Something All my confused, all that you don't understand, all the broken pieces. The songwriter says, All I had to offer him, brokenness.
what I don't understand. He understood. What do you have to offer him this morning? This brokenness. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, just give it to him right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. He will make something beautiful. Oh, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, yes, Lord. Something beautiful. the power to do this. Yes. All that you don't understand. All that you can't comprehend. All that doesn't make sense. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, just give it to him. 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 Yes. Yes. He's the one that has the power. Make something beautiful, beautiful of your life. Of One more time for somebody else this morning. Somebody else is just getting it. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God. Yes, God. Yes, God. You can take all that doesn't seem to make sense. Just give it to him right now. He will understand. He will figure it out. Just lift your hands right now, and it's not what you're feeling that is important. It's you're stepping out by faith. With God, you don't have to feel. You just have to believe. Are you willing to believe right now that what you're giving Him right now, He will make something beautiful of it? Are you willing to believe Him right now? It's not a feeling. It's a belief. What makes the difference is do you believe? As you believe, see it with the eyes of faith. See your situation turn around. See the answer. the answer. See the beautiful situation that you are believing in for right now. See it for the eyes of faith. It's a belief. I believe. 
Word of God says, I believe, therefore I declare. Because I believe, I declare. What are you declaring this morning that God's done for you? What are you declaring about your situation? What are you declaring about that turnaround situation? What are you declaring right now? Declare it right now. Declare it right now. Because you believe, declare. That's what the word says. I believe, therefore I declare. You believe it, declare it. Declare that which you are seeing that you're believing God for. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Somebody who doesn't know you, God, may they come to know you today. May they say yes to Jesus. May they recognize that they need to just give you what they have, just to come as they are. You will make something beautiful of their lives. You'll cause them to bud, to blossom, and to bear fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Father, I pray especially for these that the altar have stepped forward and said, Lord, we need to bear, to bud, to blossom, and to bear fruit. We need you to take our circumstance and our situation and make something beautiful of our lives. Lord, I commend them to you and place them in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing right now. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we call it done. In the name of Jesus. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If thou canst believe, all things, them that believe. It's not if you feel. It's if you believe. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God it doesn't go by feelings. Because that old devil wants you know, to say you don't feel anything. But it doesn't matter what you feel. It's what I believe. That's why I need that word. To hang on to that word. And to hold on to that word. Because the word is going to cause me to believe. Amen. Give the Lord praise as you return to your seats. Praise God. Let's all stand together. I want to thank the man of God for bringing the word of God. Let's give a, let's get, thank God for what he's done through us, sir, his servant. Hallelujah. Praise God. God always sends us different ones at the right time. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Praise God. He saw this day. I didn't know. I wasn't, you know, I just got the call and I said man you're coming here we're gonna you can be preaching Sunday <laughs> amen God is good isn't he and so he took care of the whole month of October <laughs> he just did it by little by little without me planning anything he just arranged it each Sunday different ones that's good praise God but we're going to go through our various classes when we dismiss. Our first time guests, we want you to take a look around at the 
beautiful young lady at the back there, Sister Margaret. She will escort you to our hospitality suite to you to refresh before you leave. And those of you who recognize our first time guests, when you go up and greet there, never let a first time guest get away. You know, when we first started church, we always have, you got to get three handshakes and three hugs before you leave. We're going back to that. You got to get three handshakes and at least three hugs before you leave. So you make sure you find out who's the first time guest. And you go give them three handshakes and three hugs. Amen. They'll be blessed. Praise God. All right. Let's raise your hands as we pronounce the benediction. There's no evening service tonight. It's a fifth Sunday night. We have leadership meeting. And the leaders know who they are. Praise God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now you want to go about and register ladies and young ladies? This is your turn. This is your chance to register before you come to our classes. You just get to register quickly.